The following program contains mature subject matter. Listener discretion is advised. Turn us on and the satisfaction's guaranteed. Frank discussion with passion on CJD 800. Coming up after 10.15, the passion view. That means the ladies are with me by phone, but we will talk about uh, why the majority of the population is actually not so sexually active during this self-isolation period. So we want to find out what's going on. And do couples sleep better alone or together? I'll present uh, some research and get some of your thoughts on that as well. But first... Time to check out our inbox. Your texts are always welcome. Connect with Passion at 514-800. Remember, you can always email me as well to laurie at drlaurie.com. Any time of the the week is fine. Just remember that at the beginning of every show is when I answer uh, your questions, except for Tuesdays when I spend the whole day uh, doing that. Oh, and I wanted to also let you know that on Thursday, put on your game hats because we are going to play an hour of sex trivia. You will learn something. You will play You can win some prizes. It will be uh, fun. Just something to lighten the mood a little bit and to have a little bit of fun. All right. Uh, I got this email. Uh, Dr. Lori, if I hear the term new normal one more time, I'm going to yell. This is not, this is the new abnormal. And the longer it lasts, the worse things socially are getting. People avoiding each other, lineups to go shopping, I vouch for that one. I wanted to go to Canadian Tire today. It was a huge lineup around. I walked, I just went home, said, ah, screw that. Not going to happen. Taking your temperature to go into a store. If I see another person wearing a mask in their car alone, I'm going to tell them off. Effing idiots going too far. This is not how people are meant to live, especially children, young children. This must be counterproductive to their social development. It is time we socialize and open things up. I read that one in five retail stores and restaurants will close permanently. I see signs it will be okay. For who? Those of us who did not lose our job? Well, it's not going to be okay for many, and let's stop BSing. Open the bars, open the clubs, put rules in place, or is it better to wait until they are all out of business, and that solves that social distancing problem? I love you, and I love your show, and our poet, too. You and the poet bring one hour of sanity to an insane world. Thank you for letting me vent and that's from Darlene so uh, you too can vent it's it's okay we are all frustrated we all have different frustrations but if you feel like uh, like venting and of course the rules keep the guidelines are loosening little by little and Natasha actually was had a good um, topic today on her show about if we're noticing people being really lax when it comes to the guidelines and most people were saying yes they're noticing that uh, so many don't seem to be taking this seriously or not wearing masks when they're in a public place etc etc so there's a lot to learn in this whole uh, whole process and hopefully many of us can get some good out of this and see the silver lining in in all of this but it's uh, it's not easy Okay, uh, I want to start by thanking you for your openness and insight on sexuality. I'm in my late 30s, uh, married to a beautiful woman inside and out, and we've been together about 15 years. I love masturbation, and I do it whenever I can. Uh, I've seen a therapist years ago due to an infatuation with pregnant women. 
I took in many sessions. It never really worked. I love the sight of sexy pregnant women who are in their seventh to ninth month. I think it started with Demi Moore on the cover of Vanity Fair, which was when? I'm trying to think because it could have been around, um, maybe it was around your puberty time, like 20 years ago or something, more than that. I'm proud to say I've never been with another woman since meeting my wife. Is it unfaithful to masturbate while looking at pictures and short movies on the web? Your feedback would be appreciated. Uh, so that's a good question, and we can throw that out there. So most people, when they are you know, solo sexing, they, uh, can, they will watch pornography and they'll watch all kinds of stuff that they don't necessarily do with their partner or not, or, or something they don't want to do with their partner. It's just something that gets them aroused. And it's, it's not anything that is of real concern. What you're talking about is, I'm not even sure this is uh, a fetish. Okay. You called it an infatuation. Maybe an infatuation is, is a good word for it. Cause a fetish would mean it would be something that you, uh, really need. And, and that, um, well, I guess it could be a fetish. It could be a fetish because normally speaking, when we think of a fetish, it's something that is generally a non-sexual thing that we are attracted to. And, uh, often can happen the pairing of, of that non-sexual thing. I don't want to call a pregnant woman a thing, but you know what I mean? Um, gets paired with arousal. And so, uh, it can develop in the brain as an association and, and can trigger that kind of fetish. But this is, you are not being unfaithful when you're masturbating. You are not being unfaithful when you are fantasizing. If you absolutely need to fantasize about someone else when you're with your partner, then that's a red flag for me. That's a concern if you cannot uh, get aroused without that imagery then I would say, okay, what, what's happening here? But otherwise, so to me, it's more of a preference than a fetish because it, it doesn't sound like it's a need in order to get aroused with your partner. So that's what I would say. Uh, thank you for that. That was a very interesting question. Uh, regarding Darlene and her rant, if someone is running errands and going back and forth in and out of their car, the mask in fact should stay on. You are not supposed to touch or fiddle with the mask without hand washing and duh, can't wash your hands in your car. So masks must stay in place. It may look odd, but better safe than sorry. She needs to be better inform herself on how to safely wear and handle a mask. Uh, hi, Dr. Lou, I empathize with that emailer's frustration, and yes, it is a vent. The science, such as it is, is no picnic, though, and merits respect. I don't want to get sick, and I don't want others to either. And then August 1991, Vanity Fair. That was uh, the Demi Moore um, expose or pictures by Annie Leibovitz. Thank you for sending that in. Uh, that was That was meant to be sexy, right? So 1991, yeah, you would have been about a teenager right about then. So not, not surprised you made that, uh, that pairing in your, uh, brain. Mm, I guess he missed uh, pregnant Demi Moore playboy shoot. Oh, there was another one. Uh, try not to rebreathe your own moist air in the mask. Otherwise you expose yourself to other 
people's bacteria. That's from the Google guy. Uh, any nude woman, pregnant, skinny, chubby, all women are a work of art and are beautiful. Thank you. And that came from our passion poet, actually. Uh, how about knocking up the misses and keeping pregnant pics and videos for future self-pleasure? Oh, that sounds good. Faithful and fantasizing with one's own partner. Now, there's a thought. That's something that you uh, could do when your own wife gets pregnant is to take some beautiful, hot pictures of her and use those. And I'm sure that would be a, a good uh, trigger for you as well. Solo sexing, that sounds so eloquent or elegant. Yes, well, <laughs> I'm tired of always just saying the word masturbation, so solo sexing sounds good to me. Uh, coming up, the ladies uh, will talk tonight, and uh, whatever comes up, we usually we don't quite know where it's going to go, but uh, we always know it, it, it's going to be fun. So uh, Paris and Dania will be with me, and uh, we'll share a little bit of fun together here coming up. A safe place to work out the kinks in any relationship. It's Passion with CGAD 800's Dr. Lori Batito. It's the passion view tonight. That means the girlfriends are together, although not together. Together, but to, not together. Can't see your beautiful faces, ladies, and I miss you, uh, per, you know, to be physically in your presence. But this is the uh, next best thing. So we've got with us Paris Mansouri. You know her. You love her of Parisology.com. She's a frequent CJD contributor. You hear her Friday nights at 9 with uh, John Paul. She is uh, divorced and has been single for a number of years. Dania Beznas, who is an entrepreneur. She's a mom, a stepmom. She's the grandma of three uh, young boys as well. Welcome to the program, ladies. Do we Thank have... you. Hi. 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 Thanks. Hi. How are you guys? How are you managing? Good, good. Yeah? Uh, Paris, yeah. are you working uh, working crazy hours? It is absolutely ridiculous. I'm very blessed to still be uh, employed. But still, just like last month when we were speaking, uh, just making do with regular work hours and accommodating off hours for uh, colleagues who have, uh, you know, children at home that they're homeschooling, so their hours are off as well, so emails are getting sent uh, at crazy hours, but again, <laughs> grateful to be employed. Right. Well, interestingly, I've spoken to quite a few people who are still working, but are working twice as much, almost twice as much, because they're working from home, which is yeah. interesting. Uh, unlike uh, Dania and myself, I think we've kind of slowed down a little bit, huh? Yeah, enjoying that for sure. I didn't think I was ready for it, but I think I might be. Yeah, I know. It feels it feels like semi-retirement in a way. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm getting yeah. that, although I'm I'm starting to see um, it picking up. Like people are are struggling more and more, so I'm getting more phone calls. Right. But uh, but still not going into the office. I'm still doing everything virtually, and 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 you know the telehealth thing is seems to be where it's at for now because I'm not comfortable yet. I'm not. I'm just not comfortable. I don't know how. Like, I don't know, you've been hearing, I'm sure, about uh, people taking, like, being very lax about uh, the guidelines and some people not yeah. taking them seriously. Yes. I'm just curious to to hear your experiences or, or what you've seen around you and how you feel about it. Paris? I'm actually quite nervous about it. I have not uh, had anyone over 
at all. I have not gone into grocery stores. Wow. I, yeah. It's all been delivered. I haven't eaten out or gotten deliveries. I have uh, purchased uh, gift certificates from different restaurants just like to support. Right. But I have not. I've just been really, really cautious. I just don't want to risk it. You've been very cautious, not just a little Extremely. bit cautious. And I, I just don't trust people. I, we've spoken about my concern about people's hygiene in general. <laughs> I just don't uh, just seeing too many people. I mean, so first of all, when I go pick up groceries, there are so many people who don't have masks, don't wear gloves. Some of them who do wear masks, their masks is under their nose. I'm just, you know, you just can't. Just can't risk it. So as a, so I, I'm going to guess then as a single person, you've, you haven't been out having sex either. Absolutely not. <laughs> like not even <laughs> contemplating it. Oh, Dania, what has your experience been? Yeah, what are you I, noticing? Well, I, I, I've been going out here and there. I'm trying not to so much, but I think, you know, my first time I went to a grocery store was only about three weeks ago, right. but I'm going to the market on the West Island and I'm finding that people are pretty good you know uh they're wearing masks although i i do find the last couple of weeks people are a little more lax i guess yep. you know they were going into the different phases and the weather is nicer and i just hope people don't forget because obviously we can't but it's yep. difficult but I, I feel safe the places i'm going but i don't go out very often yeah, well, there's a few texts here, and yeah. I, I get it. They say, we have become such a state of people afraid of their own shadows. Yeah. It's a shame that we live a life of constantly being afraid. And then, yeah, and then Just Drew says, I've worked in restaurants and labs, and what people are doing now is what we should have always been doing. Uh, well, the good hygiene, you mean, like the practicing, of course, because, you know, there's still flu season and there's still all kinds yeah. of other things we, we should worry about. But, you know, it reminds me about condom use. You know, when you look at, we all know we should be using condoms. We all know we should be practicing safe sex. Right. But yet, if you ask people, the last time you had sex, did you use a condom? Only about 25% will say yes. So mm -hmm. there are a lot of people still not following, like even those kinds of rules so now we expect them to be that vigilant when it comes to other kinds of viruses and stuff if they're not afraid to catch the you know the the sexually one the sexually transmitted ones wow yeah. so yeah. but just to go back before that conversation what i miss is you know you go to the grocery store and you pass by somebody like nobody even looks at each other anymore right no hello like everyone's wearing these masks no one's looking at each other there's no interaction that's, it's really, really odd. I do miss that. Yeah. No, it's true. Yeah. You, you're looking down. You're not, people are yeah. like, is that, you know, who is that behind the mask kind of thing? So you just yeah. ignore people. You don't want to spend yeah. too much time lingering. You want to run in and run out. Like there's no, no such thing as browsing anymore. Like you no. don't shop and to it, browse. Right. And you have to remember like my mask, I have to wash my hands, don't touch my face. It's very exhausting. <laughs> it's like a whole production to go somewhere. You get home and then oh, I can't touch the doorknob, I have to do this, and I have to wash my hands, I have to touch. It's exhausting. Right. You go so, one place and it's... You think so? <laughs> you think energy. that's quite true, but and sometimes I wonder if people who have the same excuses for not using condoms, you know, it's like, oh, I got to I gotta make sure I have one, I got to put it on right, I got to stop the action, I got to put it on, then I got to discard <laughs> <Yeah>. it, then... <laughs> right? <laughs> true. 
Oh, speaking of sex, I wanted to talk uh, about this. I just want to share a little bit of research and get your uh, your take on it as well. So uh, a colleague of mine, Dr. Lee Smith from the UK, um, like did a, a study looking at, uh, it's probably one of the first studies on sex during COVID and sexual activity. I don't even think it's been out officially published, but he gave me permission to talk about it. Uh, and he asked the question to UK couples on average, after self-isolating, how many times have you engaged in sexual activity weekly? So he had a close to a thousand individuals who were in the study. 63% of them were women. Um, and about 22% were between 25 and, and 34. And what they, what he found was that about 40% of the population reported engaging in sexual activity at least, uh, once per week. Although usually it was, if you, if you were male, if you had a, if you were of a younger age, or if you were, uh, married, um, then those more likely. But what was really interesting is that 60% were not sexually active. And the question is, why, right? What is going on that here we have a, we have time for it, right? You've got, you're with your partner more. Yeah. Uh, you see your partner more. Your hours are different. There's, you can have sex at any time of the day. It does not just at night when both of you come home uh, from work. So uh, it's interesting to look at the whys. And I'd, I'd love to ask our, our listeners as well is like, why do you think that is? Why are 60% of us having maybe far less uh, sex during these times uh, than, uh, than before? So it would be interesting. I don't know. Do you have any, any thoughts on that, Dania? Do you have any thoughts? Yeah. Well, what I was saying before is everything takes so much more energy now. I find it's a very introspective time. Mm -hmm. And so you're kind of spending a lot of, well, for me, spending a lot of time on my own with my own thoughts, like in my own little world. And I think that might be affecting it too. And also just thinking about all the time we have, how long is this going to go on? What's going to be with our lives? I mean, there's a lot of things we think about now that we didn't think about before. Right. More it's uncertainty. More carefree, maybe. We're not as carefree. Right. Right. And it's interesting because even though you may have spent, you may be spending more time with your partner, it doesn't mean your focus is on that. Right. Uh, Paris, what do you think? Well, I'm single. So, <laughs> and, and a lot of <laughs> quarantining. So, but I can say that I have noticed, I mean, speaking of longer work hours and more stress, when I am looking at my colleagues who are spending, you know, a minimum of eight or nine hours of a work day, you know, just super busy. And then I hear the kids in the background and, you know, between homeschooling, work, all the extra work mm -hmm. hours, and basically just take, taking care of everything all mm. at once. I don't know that, that it is actually more time together. And it, if it is, you're actually stressed out or you're probably frustrated with each other maybe. Mm -hmm. and, you know, the lack of support, lack of help, lack of understanding. There could be a lot more factors. I really don't think that we're if, – if you're employed, obviously. And if you're not, there are you know, – Other stresses. Stressed out. Right. Yeah. Right, and and we and worried, and we also know that too much time together can breed contempt, also because you, you, the little things start to annoy you more and more, 
And of course, really? when you, <laughs> I didn't notice. you didn't notice, Tanya, <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> familiarity breeds contempt, contempt. No? yes, familiarity and too much togetherness breeds contempt. So when you don't have that space apart ever, right. And the kids are, as one person said, not when the kids are home and not sleeping, the kids are off their schedules. They're not going, they're going to bed at 11, 12. Like I'm speaking to friends that kids don't even have a schedule, right? So you're talking about trying to carve out intimate time. Whereas before we were able to say, okay, Saturday night, date night, like it was just easier to plan. We'll get a babysitter. We'll do this. We'll do that. And now every night could be a Saturday night, potentially. Everything blends, exactly. Yeah. Everything blends into the same day. <laughs> like I'm finding it, I'm finding it harder. I personally, I'm finding it harder as we go, uh, you know, go through all of this every day that there's so much blending. Like, there's only so much art I can do. There's only so much, like, I don't think I can handle full. Online full shopping re- you can do. Yeah. I, well, yeah. yeah. I, I don't think I can handle full retirement, you know, if this is what it is, to tell you the truth. But, um, yeah, and I'm sure a lot of people are going through that. So there's a, there's a reason why 60% of people are not, uh, getting it on right now because it it actually, you know, for for most people, it's far more stressful time than, uh, than normal. It's a very very trying time. And it's a different kind of trying, not the usual stress we're used to. That's, I think the scary part is we have never felt this this exact thing. We've all felt stress at some point or anxiety at some point with, with something, but this is a little bit different because there's all Mm -hmm. many, many other emotions involved with all this, uh, coming up with our, uh, passion view panel, Paris Mansouri and Dania Beznos in, in, I was going to say in studio with us on the phone. Uh, we'll find out if, uh, couples sleep better alone or together. I know Paris likes to sleep alone that much. I know. (laughs) I can't even sleep in a hotel room with her. Um, So we'll talk about that coming up after we check in with our CJD 800 newsroom. The following program contains mature subject matter. Listener discretion is advised. From the pleasure and the politics to the hangups and the heartbreak, you're listening to Passion, CJD 800. The Passion View tonight on the program, we've got uh, Paris Mansori of parisology.com. You have uh, heard her many times here on the program. And uh, Dania Beznos, who is an entrepreneur, mom, stepmom, grandma, uh, talking about all kinds of stuff. Uh, so I want to just address a couple of text messages here. Uh, passion poet weighs in another great night of passion, but us guys think it's unfair. All of us are here and three sexy women over there. Dr. Lori, not going to the office. Paris has not eaten out. That can be taken two ways. And you know what that's about. No reason to be scared. The summer here to enjoy. It's better with a man rather than with your toy. Love you all. <laughs> Oh, my God. What a hero this passion poet is. I love passion poet. You're not the only one. Everybody loves it. He has a fan I club. Honestly, this should be made into a book, like passion poetry. I know, I know. I told him he should have his own That's like website. Idea, yeah, he has his. Uh, he has a, a fan idea. club. <laughs> I'm sure he's really talented. He's good. Yeah, I know. And he uh, gets all the nuances, you know. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's, he's pretty quick yeah. too. Uh, seems we're all we are all obliged to live the nightmare of those suffering from obsessive compulsive disorder these days. 
That's true. People with OCD, yeah. like who were doing all this hand washing before, they're like, yeah. they're heroes. They're good, you know? Yeah. Uh, and people who were uh, were isolating themselves anyway, like out of choice, like who were just uh, like agoraphobics, for example. Right. Um, just that you don't it's not get a way to live. It's though. not no, and and you don't get past it. Yeah, they do. It, it is yeah. a suffering. I just want to uh, point that out. Um, job and money worries have have got to be at the forefront of concerns, but run-ins with fellow shut-ins are crappy too. I'm glad I'm back at work for the past six weeks to be out and about, have my routine again, earn money, and just feel better about things overall. Sex is still missing, but that hopefully won't last uh, for much longer. So, um, yeah, I mean, again, you know, everybody's feeling it uh, a little bit different. And on the plus side, it's a beautiful thing. My kids haven't had gastro or flu or anything since March. <laughs> it's true. People who have <laughs> yeah. kids who get sick, you know, regularly right. with all of it. But this is the way it should be, right? We shouldn't, we, we should be avoiding all kinds of these, uh, these things. We just uh, uh, don't. So um, anyway, talking about couples sleeping better alone or together, I'm going to share the research and, and you tell me uh, for yourselves what you, uh, how, how you feel about sleeping with somebody in, uh, in the bed. Is it a be- better sleep for you or, le- or less better sleep? Uh, so we know that a good night's sleep is essential for optimal health, and nobody can argue that. There's uh, every, you know, science has shown that over and over again. But they were looking at the best way to maximize the quality of your sleep. So there was new research done out of BC. They examined whether exposure to the scent of one a partner's uh, to, to their partner influenced sleep quality, and they found that it did. They say the scent of another person is emotionally evocative. We found that the exposure to the scent of a romantic partner overnight leads to improved sleep efficiency. Participants in our study experienced an average of more than nine minutes of additional sleep per night when exposed to the scent of their partner. Now they didn't, they, they had like that people sleep with their uh, either with a t-shirt that was neutral like just out of the laundry or one that was worn by a partner but they didn't tell them which which was which basically and even with that into taken into consideration uh, they still were able to um, to determine that so they found that participants who slept with their partners worn shirt reported a higher quality of sleep than those who slept with the new um, unscented, Shirt. So we're. How we, does? I'm so sorry. How does this research even get cut up? And somebody signing up to say, "Yeah, I'm going to participate in this study." It's and, like almost 200 people. They paid them. I'm sure. <laughs> I mean, well, thank you to them for participating. But it's definitely. I mean, not like a researcher type. Like I would never volunteer. But it's just what. Like you know, we hear about researchers, but this one just seems really out there to decide to participate in this. Well. Listen, I think, first of all, uh, having done uh, clinical research in the past, like it's, you know, you, you now it's easier because you have the Internet and you can you can recruit uh, participants and such. But you need enough of a number to be able to get a yeah. more homogeneous group. So they For got sure. they got a number and it was published in a peer reviewed journal like this is oh, good, no, good science. I'm trusting Oh, 100%. I'm not, I'm not disputing that it's scientific and it's reputable. I'm just wondering who would give up their peaceful night's sleep 
to sleep in it because they're not doing it at home. Obviously, they have to do it in like a no, no, they did it. Right? No, no, they did it at home. They they gave oh. them T-shirts. I believe they were at they were asked to sleep with their partner's worn shirt on top of their pillow mm-hmm. or with oh. a new shirt on top of their pillow, and then they tracked oh, the sleep. Okay. Qu- they they tracked their sleep quality, so you didn't have to go anywhere. You could do it all all from home. Okay, that I would participate in. Okay. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> and interestingly, the, the scent cues benefited the women more than uh, the men. And they attributed this to saying that women have a higher need for uh, security, apparently. Mm-hmm. Um, but this this just talks about sleep quality, right? And, and for, for couples sleeping in the same bed. And there's always like, I always hear arguments about, um, not arguments, but talk about, you know, do you want a king size bed? Like if you're in a, a king size bed and you're each on either side of the bed, you're not smelling your partner very much unless it's not a pleasant smell that wafts your way. So, <laughs> right? I mean, that makes for a great night. Yeah, right. Yeah. Exactly. So that's not what we're talking about. But, um, you know, then there are others who sleep really close together. And then of course, you know, or who sleep like, uh, locked in together, which I cannot do for me. I need my space when I sleep. So mm-hmm. for me, me sle- sleeping as alone as possible, meaning on a king size bed at my side of the bed, uh, is a better sleep for me. And I'm just wondering for other people. And one person wrote, my favorite side of the bed is my wife's side. <laughs> So, that's so sweet. <laughs> um, yeah, so I don't know. Maybe I'll, I'm going, because we're so far apart. And of course, sometimes when my uh, husband snores or whatever, or I'm, I'm a very light sleeper. He's got, goes to another bed in another room <laughs> and he's okay to do that too. And then we both get a good night's sleep because he's not getting the kick in the, in the back to, to turn him over. Right. Right. So I don't know how you guys sleep or how you feel about sleeping with a partner. Paris, especially you as a single person now, and you know the difference. And do you like to stay overnight, you know, with your partners? <laughs> Absolutely not. No way. Like, eh? Not unless I really like someone really? and I have not met a single person I really like in a very, very long time. So, no, no one's staying over. Like, you are leaving. Immediately. <laughs> <laughs> like, don't even try to snooze. Like, you forget, I don't even cuddle. So that's fine. It's like, okay, bye. Wow. You definitely, like, I'm not the kind of person you'd have to worry about, like, kind of loitering around. <laughs> I'm out of here. Okay, thank you. Bye. <laughs> no, I just, I don't know. I don't, uh, unless you're very intimate with someone. And like you have that connection, that bond, that intimacy. Right. And sex know, just I doesn't think... cut it for that. Sex is not that intimate, is really what you're saying. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, no, Dr. Long. That's the words in my mouth. What I'm saying is, it's, it's, you cannot mix the two. Like, if you're in a long term partnership relationship with someone, obviously I'm not going to kick them out. But if you're just dating someone and you've been together, you know, three, four months, it's still not that intimate. Like, you're not. Like, unless he's proposed and you're getting married, it's very... Oh my really? God. Okay, uh, we have to talk more about this, clearly, because we have a division. I hear, I see, I hear Dania rolling her eyes, and we need to get to that. 
<laughs> I can only hear her eyes rolling in the back of her head. Uh, we'll talk about, and you tell me, do you sleep better alone when your partner, say, is on a business trip or away? Uh, do you like sleeping alone or do you prefer when your partner is in the bed with you? The passion view here tonight. Passion with Dr. Lori Batito on CJAD 800. Tonight we've got the Passion View, Paris Mansouri and Dania Beznos uh, with me. I have some uh, funny texts. Some of the funnier ones are, wow, Paris, wham, bam, thank you, man. And then another text wrote, love him and leave him, Paris. Oh, boy. Reputation is being oh, built yeah. right here, Paris, right now. Careful. You're getting a reputation. Hey, can I just clarify then? When I was married, it was amazing. I loved it and it was lovely. But when I'm just dating someone... It's not the same thing. I can't treat this. I can't treat it the same way. Okay, fair enough. Hey, that's okay. that's the only thing. When you're my husband, you're the master of the universe, and when I'm dating you, you're <laughs> oh God, like, no one. Now I'm really rolling. Do you, do you really life. hear the roles? I hear not them. <laughs> you know what? I remember, interestingly enough, when I got a. Um, a, a king size bed, which both my husband and I wanted. Like, it was like, I love having this room. It's great. My parents were like, why are you so far apart from each other? And my parents were the kinds of people for 40 years until they finally got a queen bed, lived in, uh, slept in a double bed. Okay. Oh, that's too small. A double bed together. And, and they, and both of my parents said to me, I don't understand. How do you not like to, to stick close to each other? I'm like, oh, aren't you guys cute? But no, thanks. <laughs> Well, we have a queen. We have a queen, and that works. Right. Okay. I, I, yeah, I cannot, I don't think I'd ever go back to anything other than a, a king, I have to tell you. Um, let's see. When my wife was working, I loved having the empty bed, and I hated it. But like I I like the t-shirt idea, so now we'll do that. Um, let's see. Uh, that's one hour and three minutes of better sleep per week. It adds up. But what if your spouse doesn't smell so good? LOL. <laughs> oh, right. Then you yeah. need a king size bed. Yeah, but uh, uh, Dania, as a married woman, for you, yes. uh, when your husband is travels for work or what have you, do you appreciate your alone time in bed, or yeah. you do, huh? I do, but then I very much look forward to when he comes back. And my favorite time of the day is getting into bed at night with him and knowing we're together and. Even in the middle of the night, sometimes I wake up and I just reach over and it's just comforting. For me, that's the best. Yeah. Right. So there is something about women needing that um, security somehow. And I'm not sure why women need it more than men because when the men were studied, it wasn't as uh, pronounced, I guess, the uh, that need for their uh, partner's scent to have a, a good night's sleep. Mm -hmm. I think mm -hmm. maybe. I don't know, generally are women lighter sleepers? That's something else. Maybe there's something to this. But for me, it's also good because he wears a a mask. And no. there's this nice cold air that comes out of it. So, you know, when you're in menopause, that's really nice. And <laughs> I can't handle the sound of it. The sound keeps me up. I, well, the uh... sound is like wind. It's not really... Uh... Yeah. I don't know. I don't find, I, I don't, that doesn't bother me. All right. Well, like you like the air. Okay. Here's a, just a quick little topic because somebody wants to know, get a female perspective on this. Um, I'm asking for a friend. Do your guests think who is sexier, a man with long locks or a shaved head? Oh, depends on the guy. 
A hundred percent. And anything can be sexy on anyone. It depends on the person who carries it. I mean, anyone's going to say that Joe Rogan, you know, is not an attractive man just because he's bald. Mm-hmm. You know, right. I don't think or so. Bruce and then Willis. you look at Jason Momoa, who has super long hair and has beard, is also highly attractive. It's, mm-hmm. it's a, it's, I, you know what? You may not. A lot of people are like, well, he has a nice shape. Uh, he has a nice shaped head. It has nothing to do with it. If the person carries themselves with confidence, anything can be sexy and attractive. Uh, except for uh, Donald Trump hair and comb overs. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, not, no, the question was bald or shaved head. Uh, sorry, bald or long hair. Right, right, right. I mean, if your long hair isn't being maintained and it's greasy and you're not and taking ratty, care of it, yeah. Then, then yeah, it's not attractive. But I mean, you see, we don't see long hair in men as much these days. In no. our day, in the '80s, in the '80s, you remember um, Partridge oh, Family, the guy from Partridge oh, Family, yeah. uh, Keith, David, uh, Cassidy. Da- David Cassidy, right? Uh, yeah. And his hair, and all the guys wanted his hair. And right. back then, that was hot. A guy with long hair was hot. The rockers all had long hair. You didn't really see bald until maybe Bruce Willis, maybe yeah. with the bald. And uh, that became attractive. And I don't know if it's as I got older or whatever, but or I don't know if it's because now my husband ha- has a shaved head and I love it. Um, I don't know what, what it is that that switched over but I still love like a beautiful head of hair is still beautiful but I still I love the bald also <laughs> so I don't know what about you Dania your husband's kind of in between he he's almost he's almost bald we're we're getting closer to that I've become his new hairdresser oh that's good just take a damn shaver and just get take it all off he'll like it yeah we're getting close to that. We had to go baby steps because, you know, I know who I'm dealing with. What's so funny is when you see guys who have very little hair, but they want to hang on to every little hair. <laughs> it's like, don't take away the little bits that I have, right? Yeah. Um, a couple of shaved head if he's bald and has a nice head and long hair if it's cool. Yeah, I think that that's true. There's some people yeah. who have shaved heads that have... The not the nicest looking heads, and it doesn't. Like Kelly Savalas, remember him? Oh yes, he was the first he... real bald guy, but he wasn't all. Yeah, all that he sexy. had a weird shape. Uh, exactly. Some bald heads are more nicely shaped than others, just the way it is. That's true. Kojak, yes. Yeah, somebody brings up. What about the man bun? What do you think about the man bun? My daughter oh, loves yeah. the man bun, but she's thirty. Right. What about you, uh, yeah. Paris? <laughs> It depends on who it is and how they're wearing it. Again, if you're if you're taking care of it, like I'm thinking of a lot of like UFC athletes who have long hair, who wear man buns, and then who do braids when they're fighting. Mm-hmm. It looks great. It's right. just it's how you carry it. If it's your style, it's your style. Right. Some yeah. said, called it the Levesque comb over. Remember <laughs> Renee Levesque? Oh hair. God, <laughs> that was nasty. Yeah, but uh, he popularized the comb over. I think. <laughs> oh, nasty! My father had one. A comb over? Yeah, my dad too. Yeah. My dad too. Of the worst and, kind. But we convinced him to cut his hair really, really short. Um, I hate the man bun. It's so weird. Somebody says. I think it could look really great on somebody, but. I think so too. Yeah. So uh, it depends on the wearer in in the mm-hmm. bottom line and the shape of uh, the head. 
uh, got something on sleeping. Sleeping is essentially a necessary solo activity, wherein which one is ultimately <laughs> unconscious for hours, including of another person doing there's an opportunity for developing some compassion towards such individuals who have been dealing with such a stressful lifestyle way beyond our four-month challenge. It is a challenge for many people sleeping with somebody is a whole poses a whole new challenge like you getting used to um having somebody in the bed uh with their own noises and and habits and whatever but it's true you're unconscious the, most of the time so why not have your own bed <laughs> yep right right mm. Hi, Lori. I often just walk up to my girlfriend and smell her. Love it. Something in my brain, maybe. No, there's actually studies about our attraction to our partners have a lot to do with the smell of their skin. There's something about that, that we can actually be repelled by somebody's um, skin smell, which are, they're people we're unlikely to be with, actually. So Mm -hmm. there is something about that. So for you, is that something that you've noticed, the smell of your partner's skin? Absolutely, one hundred percent. Yeah, that makes it. Have you ever been with someone as a as a single person, Paris? Um, ever been with someone whose smell of skin you did not like? Absolutely. And there was <laughs> nothing wrong with them. They were very, they were very, very. I knew that had nothing to do with that at all. Like with their look, it's just their scent. Their it just didn't work. And then there are other scents that are really, really like they don't even smell of anything after a workout. It really is. I think personal. Well, it, there is something, there's a science, there's some science behind it. I'm not sure what it is about somebody's skin smell, but there is a connection we make to that smell. And um, there's something, there's, I'll have to look it up to, to get the the particulars on that, but it's true. A partner's smell can repel you, And but how can you be long-term with someone whose a smell of their skin you can't tolerate? <laughs> That should be a sign right there. Dr. Lurie, before we go, can I tell you, Steve Drewis, who's a regular guest of yours yes. uh, on on the Boys Club, texted me er, uh, about a topic that we had earlier about, you know, having uh, intercourse frequently during the pandemic. Yeah. And he texted says, tell Dr. Lurie, my wife and I are having a lot of sex. <laughs> Yay, Steve. And uh, so here's a guy who's in the restaurant business who works crazy hours. And yeah. we've had conversations with him when where he hardly spends, he, he, it, it's difficult for him to spend time just alone with his wife. Not, never mind the family time that he carves out and, and everything else. So I'm sure he, there's a, a silver lining to uh, having had to close down shop for a while and, and spend more quality time. I'm sure a lot of restaurateurs are feeling the same way, and the stress, of course. But uh, I think Vivaldi's is now open. They're on the West Island and are open for uh, pickups, I believe. I hope I'm not talking. Yeah, they are, right? They make amazing, amazing food. Uh, Check out. We've got to support our local restaurants, right? So there you have it. Guys, can't thank you enough for taking time out to to be with me. At least you didn't have to uh, drive in to the studio. That's a nice thing. But we will look forward to it when we finally can. Yeah, I'm not sure when that's going to be anytime yeah, soon, but uh, we'll make this work. In the meantime, let's uh, we'll get together uh, in the backyard. How's that? Okay. <laughs> Thanks, ladies. Love you both. 
Love you too. Thank you so much. Take care. Bye-bye. Uh, thanks to all of you. I uh, love talking to you tonight. Thank you for all of your uh, wonderful texts. Thanks to Dave Simon, our technical producer. You can connect with me on social media at Dr. Lori Batito or through my website, drlori.com. Coming up next year on CJD, we bring you the CTV National News. Have a great rest of the evening. Stay safe and remember to live your life with passion. <laughs>